Hey, what's going on? Joe McCall here, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I'm in my car driving to Branson, Missouri. What? What's in Branson, Missouri? Uh, you don't know? <laughs> oh, I'm just going down there to hang out with some uh, with my two boys. And then uh, two other dads and their two boys. So there'll be six kids. Is that right? Three adults or something like that. Just going to hang out on Silver Dollar City. Um, there's a, a Christian youth conference down there that's going to be virtual. But anyway, so I'm heading down there and my my kids are already there. I had to stay a little late. But uh, I just listened to a really good podcast and I want to share it with you. I'm going to be talking about on this podcast um, the... Uh, entrepreneurial scars. How about that? That's not a unique name because I borrowed it from Russell Brunson. But um, I just listened to this podcast from Russell. It's really good. I've listened to it before a couple years ago. He he published it again because it's one of his most requested uh, podcasts. But it's called Entrepreneurial Scars. Here's the thing, guys. You all you all need to understand this. If you don't have any failures and scars in your entrepreneurial journey and in the businesses that you've created in the past, you probably have not been in business long enough, right? Like, if you've been in business, I would say five to ten years, you probably have at least one or two big failures, big scars, right? I certainly have them. Um, I'll share just a couple of them with you here right now. I've done two rehabs, is that right? Two two rehabs, and I both lost money on them. In fact, one of them was a um, a foreclosure. I tried to do the rehab on this little on, on a big house in a small town, about an hour and a half, two hours outside of St. Louis. Yeah, it was a big rehab, and just way out in the sticks, in the middle of nowhere. And I bought it at the height of the market, right when the market was tanking, and while I was rehabbing it. That's when the banks, I don't remember if it was Lehman Brothers or somebody kind of collapsed. It was shortly after that. And then all of a sudden, on, on, on like overnight, the banks stopped lending. Well, number one, I bought this property with not enough margin in it. I severely underestimated the repairs. I overestimated the ARV. I underestimated the difficulty on how to manage a contract. Underestimated the amount of work that needed to be done. I mean, this property was a disaster. It needed at least forty grand to price it, forty thousand dollars in rehab, and that's just cosmetics. It needed forty grand in cosmetic rehab to get it to where it needed to be to sell at the whatever price it was. I think it was like a six hundred thousand dollar house or something, and it was just horrible. I, I, I um, right. This was when my whole kind of business. I was on the verge of bankruptcy. And everything was collapsing. I had another rehab property going on around the same time with a private investor slash partner, business partner, and uh, that went really bad as well. We lost a lot of money. It was mostly my private investor's money. Um, just is crazy because you could not have done it at a worse time in the market. You know, those of you that think that real estate prices always go up, houses always appreciate, um, you're dead wrong. <laughs> they don't. But it was right at the time both of those houses that everything just tightened up and all of a sudden it's kind of like when COVID happened everything just really dramatically shut down well there was a period of time like that 
back in 2008 or 9, I believe, where you couldn't sell anything even if like it was at a significant discount just for a period of time for about six months. Uh, everybody was scared, freaking out. The banks weren't lending any money. Um, and every other investor that would normally buy these properties was all of a sudden hamstrung to hand side behind their backs. So anyway, I lost the one property that I bought to a foreclosure. I don't remember if we did a short sale or not. I, I think we might have done one. I just couldn't make any payments. I, it was just, I was in way, way over my head. And the stupid thing about that deal is my wife told me that wouldn't, she, she didn't like the deal. She didn't think it would be good, a good deal. She didn't trust the people that sold me the deal. And um, she knew it would be too hard to rehab a property that far away. It was too big of a property to rehab. I just wish I would have listened to her. So then the other property, oh, anyway, I don't see, I don't like talking about it. And the reason I'm talking about it is to bring up a whole point that <clears throat> as entrepreneurs, it's okay to talk about your failures, okay? Stop trying to hide your scars because you have them and, and, and everybody does. And here's the crazy thing, like if I wasn't talking about these two failed rehabs and these foreclosures that I've had in my past, like you wouldn't even all know. I mean, maybe you could do, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know. You wouldn't even, even if you did a credit background check on me or whatever, You, it's been over seven years, so you wouldn't even see that stuff. Um, you'd have to go deep into the court records, maybe. I don't know, but like, you, none of you would even know. But I'm talking about it to kind of give you guys permission and let you all know it's okay to fail. It sounds kind of weird to say that, but you know, the if you and if you haven't failed in business yet, you will soon. I see a lot of people now. The market's been kind of on a tear since 2012, right? It's about when we hit the bottom. It's been appreciating very, very uh, consistently uh, ever since then, eight years or so now, right? We're due for a correction. It's coming. But there's a lot of people out there that kind of got started in 2014, 2015. They've been doing deals now for five years. And guess what? Everything they touch has turned to gold. And they think they're all awesome. They think they're all that, right? They think that um, they have the golden Midas touch. And uh, they are making so much money because they're so awesome. Well, that's just not... Okay, I shouldn't say it's not the case because some of these guys are awesome, right? But I would not trust anybody in a partnership, in a business partnership, unless they had cycled at least one time. Russell Brunson in this podcast, and again, I don't remember if I said it before or not, but it's a podcast called Entrepreneurial Scars on his Marketing Secrets podcast. So just... Just go to Apple or Podcast Player, whatever you use. Do a search for Russell Brunson, Entrepreneurial Scars, Marketing Secrets Podcast or whatever, and you'll find it. Listen to it. It's only about five to ten minutes long. It's really good. But um, he, he talks in there about this really famous consultant or whatever that was offering to work with Russell on something. And the guy said something really fascinating as Russell was telling him his story of, of one or two times that he's failed and come back. And the consultant, I mean, this guy was like super expensive, $500,000 to do consulting with him, right? And a general business consultant. He said, oh, good. He said, good, you've, you've had a cycle. And he said the comment that he would not trust anybody in any kind of business partnership or consulting that hadn't already experienced failure in the past. So I want to tell you a couple things. Number one, it's okay to have failure. 
But number two, be really careful taking advice from anybody who hasn't failed in the past, who hasn't cycled and gone down and gone up. Right? I, mean, I even have three, four, five, maybe 20, I don't know, <laughs> failures and scars and things that I've made huge mistakes on in the past. But you know, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, and I know I'm a much better investor, a much better entrepreneur, a much better coach, because I know what mistakes are and how to avoid them. <laughs> you know, like it's important to pay your taxes. It's important to know your numbers. It's important to not count on future appreciation. It's important to have cash flow, consistent cash flow. It's important to have reserves, money saved, set aside for unforeseen circumstances. It's important not to count or, or rely on your own ingenuity and wisdom and think that you're all awesome because you've made so much money in the last five to seven years and not realize that you've had just one of the best real estate markets we've ever had, right? So it's like you learn better from your failures than you do from any other course that you could buy. But ah, so don't hide your failures. If you have failed in business in the past, you know what? It's okay. The, the cool thing too with the bankruptcy system in the United States, I don't know what you think about it, but this is really interesting if you study the history of bankruptcy. Back in the, well, I don't know, a long time ago, in the 1500s, 1600s, even way, way before in Bible times, right? Like, if you owed somebody money uh, as a uh, as a business or as an individual or whatever, and you couldn't pay it back, they would literally throw you in jail or throw your family in jail or take you as slaves or put you in indentured servitude or something like that until you paid that debt off. But the founding fathers of the United States they saw how what, what a stupid thing that was, and they knew if they wanted to have a new nation that let or gave people permission to take risks, that gave small business owners and entrepreneurs the the chance to build a business and take giant risks, and if they failed, they could have a way to wipe off all of their debts and declare and start over again with bankruptcy. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a bankruptcy expert. You know, I've, I've been on the verge of bankruptcy, but I've never done it. But, you know, even I, I just have so much more appreciation for our country and our founding fathers who would have thought of that when they set up the whole bankruptcy stuff where entrepreneurs and small business owners, you know, many businesses, then one of the they would have never started if the risk of failure was too great. You're right. We wouldn't be the most wealthiest, the wealthiest country in the world, um, the most successful country in the world in terms of economic strength if it wasn't for capitalism, for entrepreneurs, people that can create, uh, people that can profit very, very well by taking giant risks. Does that make sense? What I'm, I don't know if I'm expressing myself very well. In fact, it's a little, a little intimidating trying to create this podcast on the same topic of... Of, of what Russell Brunson shared on his. So maybe I should have just kept this whole podcast like 30 seconds long and told you to listen to his. But yeah, be really careful taking advice from somebody who's not failed, who's somebody who's not cycled through once or twice. It's okay if you have failed in business before. It's okay if you've made mistakes. Especially, I mean, like God, none, not one of us 
or have a perfect record in front in the eyes of God, right? Like every one of us has failed and fallen way short. Well, sometimes in business too, it takes failures, and there's there's countless stories. I mean, you just look at Abraham Lincoln, all the times he failed. You look at stories like the 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 story of Sylvester Stallone and Rocky, and uh, how many times he failed to get until he finally got that um, the movie Rocky uh, produced or made. Right? There's just countless stories of people that have tried in the past. There is very very few, maybe a small half of one percent of successful businesses or successful business owners, entrepreneurs that have never had a, fa- a huge failure. Um, and if they have, well, they've not been honest about it or they've just done a good job hiding it. Now, I'm not saying you need to shout it from the rooftops about how much you've failed. <laughs> and uh, But don't you, you, you think that people see these scars of your failures in the past? And they don't. And even if they do, they don't care. People don't care about you and your failures as much as you do. That's for sure, right? I mean, there's I have a lot of people listening to my podcast and I've talked about my failures a lot. When I, you know, when I talk about my lease options class, I talk about um, how you know, I was hemorrhaging cash. I would get calls all day at work um, from debt collectors and bill collectors, you know, I'd have to beg the debt collectors to stop calling me at home because my kids could not you know, to take a nap because the phone was ringing at home, right? We would come home from doing shopping or something, whatever, and we'd come back home and the uh, I couldn't open the garage door because the, the power was shut off. And it was like a Friday night. We couldn't pay the bill and get the power back on until Monday. So we were a weekend without power. And uh, we had to like, you know, it wasn't three days. It was more like one or two. It was like a, a Saturday or Sunday. But we had a whole day without power, Okay. And uh, we had to tell my kids, they were real small, like, okay, we're going to go camping inside the house tonight. We're going to light candles. And we just, we kind of made fun of it. But you know that the feeling, oh my gosh, when when your pregnant wife gets a knock on the door from the sheriff, delivering her a foreclosure notice uh, on one of our rental properties. And I get a call at work and I'm stuck at this job I hate. And I'm frustrated and I'm mad and I'm getting calls with debt collectors all day. I, I can't keep my phone face up, I have to keep my phone face down because I don't want anybody to see, you know, Citibank is calling me or Chase is calling me. Like, can any of you all relate? (laughs) And why am I telling you this story? Do you think any less of me? Maybe you do. Okay, fine, whatever. But like, most of you probably don't. Most of you are like, oh, you know, Joe, that's pretty cool. Like, I can relate to you. You're not some superhuman guy. You make mistakes too. And you have success. And so, like, if even you and those failures and and things like that, and you can still have success in business, you can still make a lot of money, I can too. Yeah, that's my point in sharing this stuff with you. So don't hide your scars. Nobody can see them anyway. But if you do share them, sometimes it's it's good for your message. Sometimes it's, it's good for people to know that, you know, you're not superhuman. You have failures and you can now go out and help other people to avoid the same mistakes that you've made. And most people, if you're like me, you don't learn when other people tell you. You really only learn when you make the stupid mistake yourself, right? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So I'm going to let you all go. Hey, if you want my book, I talk a little bit about how I got started in real estate investing at 
uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, it's called. It's a book called Wholesaling Lease Options. Wholesaling Lease Options. You can get it at wlobook.com. Wlobook.com. I talk about how I started flipping lease options right during this whole time when I was failing miserably and losing money and hemorrhaging cash. And, you know, we lost our own personal residence. We had to move. We had a short sale. Uh, my wife was like eight pr- months pregnant when we moved. We had to get a rental property. Yeah. Talk about a cluster. <laughs> oh my gosh. I look back at this and I almost cried thinking about how, uh, you know, what I brought my family through and how my wife still stuck with me and, you know, how my kids, you know, we're doing really, really well right now. But there's some things I'm still paying for because of those mistakes that I've made in the past. Thank God, you know, foreclosures and stuff like that get go off of your credit after seven years. Thank God we have bankruptcy laws that, you know, can, can give you new start. Now, it affects your credit, obviously, right? But, like, they can't send you to jail because of your debts or they can't... Uh, well, there's another guy. Man, I wish I could tell you more. Like, there's I, I meet so many stories of these guys you might think are huge, successful entrepreneurs who are just hemorrhaging cash right now, who are bleeding, you know, financially and just really, really struggling. And you would you wouldn't know, but they're going through the ringer right now, right? Like, there's one guy. I, I won't. I'll keep it completely anonymous and all that but like he got fined by the government just an ungodly amount right and um, they didn't send him to jail but they just he'll never pay that back and yeah he did stupid stuff he's admitted it he's full open book like I made all these mistakes and I'm gonna have to I'm never gonna be able to pay this money back so what do you do I don't know the answer to that but I can tell you what you know, this guy, when I talk to him, uh, he tells me, okay, this is what I did, and, and don't ever do this. <laughs> uh, you can do this, but don't do that, right? Uh, this is a better way to do this, better way to do that. So take your scars, take your failures, and don't be embarrassed by them. Talk about it, and use them to help other people, okay? And my other point I wanted to make, and I think I already did, was don't trust anybody who doesn't have any scars or never will admit to any kind of failure. Be careful with taking any advice from somebody who hasn't cycled through a collapse and then a rebuilding. I totally trust and, and um, admire, respect those kinds of entrepreneurs much better. Make sense, guys? All right, I'm here for you. If you're going through a hard time right now, you know, well, I don't know what to tell you. Just don't quit. Don't give up. You know, the saying goes, if you're going through hell, just keep on going. You'll get out of there eventually. Pray. Ask God for help. Ask God for wisdom. He'll give it to you. Every single time I've asked God for wisdom, he's given it to me. And I don't care if you believe in God or not. If you just pray and ask God to help you with the situation that you're in, just to give you wisdom and know what to do or what to say, then, um, yeah, ask him. He'll help you with that. Let me say one other thing, too. Um, And I could split this up into two or three podcasts because I'm just thinking about more and more things. If you are in the middle of a deal or a business that is failing, get it over with. Right? Like, you're going to... It's like you're falling from a building or you're falling and you just... You're trying to delay and, and delay the splat. You're trying to, like, do everything you can to save it. Well, sometimes, you know what? You're just falling. Get the splat over with. Okay, uh, and I don't know what that means. That might mean something to some of y'all, but like for me, 
I tried for probably three years to just salvage everything. And, you know, maybe it was, I'm not saying you just walk away from your debts and your obligations, you know, but there comes a time when there is nothing you can do and it's affecting your family. It's affecting you physically and you just need to let it go. Let the business go. Let the bank have the property back. You know, do the short sale, do the foreclosure because you can go to bankruptcy, whatever it is. Like sometimes there's that point where you got to stop trying to save your business failures, right? Yeah. Don't, that only relates to business. As I was saying that, I was thinking about like personal life and marriage and, you know, your family, your health. Like never let that stuff fail. Like whatever you do, never, never, never quit or let the, let the splat come sooner with that stuff, right? I'm talking about business. And if you have properties or if you own, you know, development deals that have gone south, sometimes the best thing to do, get some advice from somebody who has cycled, somebody who's been there, done that. Sometimes the best thing to do is just rip off the Band-Aid as fast as you can. Stop trying to slow the, the pain. Uh, it's it's gonna the splat's gonna happen, so just get it over with. Does that make sense? I think that'll speak to maybe some of y'all that's listening to this right now. I wish I would have done that. You know, I I, I wish I would have just. Oh, it's a long story. I think you get my point. I appreciate y'all. Go get my book, wlobook.com. It's free. Just pay, I think six or seven bucks shipping and handling. And uh, I'll see y'all later. Take care. Bye bye.